Two guys on the bubble. It's episode 15, Shane Ogburn and Tony Pryor. We took a week off last week because the World Series. We're back. We're going <clears> to. <throat> First thing I wanted to do, I wanted to do this at the halfway point in the season, but since we uh, took a little hiatus, we're going to do it this week, going into week 10. Uh, we we did some bold predictions. Uh, week three, or that was like our third episode? Yeah, it was one of our first episodes. It was me, you, and Joe Glenn. It was a couple weeks before the season started. I wanted to revisit them and see how accurate or. If they're way even close, base. yeah. If they're, you know, if they're tracking to be close, if they're way off, I thought it'd be kind of be fun to go through them real quick. Uh, we'll start with you, Tony. Your first bold prediction: you you had Matt Stafford being a top five fantasy quarterback, throwing over four thousand yards and thirty five touchdowns. And it looks like I'm pretty close to my bold prediction. Uh, I mean, we got Stafford right now is the sixth quarterback in fantasy scoring, and that's just regular standard scoring. Uh, he's got. 2,373 yards. He's on pace to get right around 4,200. He's got 18 touchdowns. That's on pace to get 32 touchdowns. That's three less than the touchdowns that I said, but he's right on pace to finish right around where I said he would. Um, Actually, you and Joe both agreed with me kind of when I made this bold prediction, so I don't know how exactly how bold the situation was. I think at the time, we thought with Calvin Johnson not being there, a lot of people wrote Stafford off, but us three were kind of in agreement that he was going to finish a lot higher than what other people did. Well, no one was drafting him top five quarterbacks, and to be honest with you, I think a lot of people kind of had him, kind of like they did Phillip Rivers last year, drafting him as your backup. You know, as the top tier backup, those guys are still getting drafted, and if we're going to say he's a top five quarterback, that means he's a must start every week. So, I mean, I can see where we looked at it as a bold prediction, but he is. He's probably going to end up being one of the top five quarterbacks in the league this year. I think him, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, those three guys have really they've lived up to their potential. Like, they're playing to what we always say they can do, and a lot of times I mean, Phillip Rivers has been actually been a pretty good fantasy quarterback. He gets written off a lot. Matt Ryan's living up to it this year. Oh, yeah, he is. And I think I think that's why it was a bold prediction. I think he's going to eclipse. I, I could easily see him eclipsing 35 touchdowns. He'll for sure eclipse the 4,000 yards. Yeah, it, that's without a doubt. And I think he will get a better average, and he will finish with over 35. Um, he, he's had Ebron miss some time this year, and Marvin Jones has looked phenomenal. You know how high I was on him in preseason. I was raving about him saying he's going to be the number one wide receiver on the team and i mean he's he's done it Marvin he Jones was, like, i mean he did it for a few weeks he's kind of disappeared since golden tate's kind of regained it um i think i think that's most but i think you're going to see marvin jones in spurts yeah I, th- I think that's just how their offense is and what they they read the defense very well and once marvin jones started taking off at the beginning of the season i think the defense started keying on him and now they're going going to golden tate it's going to balance out for both of them. They're not going to have huge weeks, but they're going to have great weeks also. Uh, this next one we're not really going to talk too much about because he didn't even have a chance to to do it, but Joe said RG3 would be top 15 quarterback. Um, I don't even know if he played 15 snaps. <laughs> I don't think he did either. Uh, me and you were both like completely not on board, and yeah, he was way off on that. 
But he got he got hurt so early in the season. But. Well, here's the crappy thing. I didn't think that their offense was going to be that great this year. If you implant an RG3 that has just a decent year, he could be a top 15 quarterback. Because Terrell, I did not expect Terrell Pryor to be as good as he is. And I think Duke Johnson would actually be relevant with a guy like RG3 looking back at it now. And I think I even said before, I think we went over argument, that Duke Johnson is not a good running back. He He's probably not, but he can catch the ball. Isaiah Crowell is not very good. Yeah, I, I was, at, you know, I was really high on Duke Johnson at the beginning of the year, but the one of the reasons why I was really high on him was, like you're saying, was RG3. I just thought the read option would work a lot better with them, and they would just dump it off to the running back quite a bit more with RG3 as a quarterback. Once he got hurt, all of that got thrown out the door. Yeah, so it was a good possibility it happened if he came back, but we'll never know. Uh, my my first bold prediction was T.Y. Hilton would be a top 10 receiver. Um, he was going somewhere between 15 and 20 in the receivers in the draft uh, in preseason. Uh, I thought he'd get over 100 catches and over 130 targets. Well, he's the number five wide receiver right now, and he's pacing 92 catches and 160 targets. So I, I, I think I kind of nailed it. Um, I still think he could get over 100 catches because it – the Colts often seems to be gaining some momentum. The only thing that's going to draw him back on the ninety-two uh, on the hundred catches is Moncrief is back. And if you, back when we made these bold predictions, I disagree. Joe and I both disagreed with you on saying he'd be finished as a top ten wide receiver. But it was be, the only reason why I was against it was because I thought Moncrief was going to take a lot of his targets away from him. And Moncrief missed what six weeks with an injury. And so, I mean, yes, T.Y. Hilton is the number five. You you probably nailed this. I do think he'll finish as a top ten, but I don't think he'll keep he'll stay at his top five. And I still don't see him getting a hundred yards. A hundred yards. Sorry, hundred catches. 100 catches okay. Yes. Um, and he may or may not. I mean, he's pacing ninety two. I don't think Moncrief's going to take a whole lot from him because I mean, I think he'll take more. They haven't really had anybody else. So anything that's going to anybody else and not really having any success, that's going to Moncrief. Yeah. I mean, Jack Doyle has been their basically number two target because Dwayne Allen's been non-existent. Uh, Philip Dorsett hasn't done anything. So I mean, it'll be close. But either way, T- if you drafted T.Y. Hilton uh, where he was projected, top fifteen or twenty, then you probably are sitting pretty good right now if you if you got him as your wide receiver too. Oh yeah, for sure. You're definitely in a lot better position than the person that drafted my second bold prediction. And I told everybody that Hopkins would not finish as a top wide receiver. I said he might finish as a low wide receiver too. Right now he is the 37th ranked wide receiver. He's only got 40 receptions for 400 yards. He's not even on the map. He's getting a lot of targets, but he doesn't have, just like we said in um you know, Zach, one of the guys who co-hosted with us a few times, he's a big Texans fan. He did not like us talking about how bad we thought Brock Osweiler would be. Well, it only took till a primetime game until the rest of America got on board. And a lot of people were on board before that, but that really magnified it. And if you just look at the amount of targets that these receivers are getting, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins, they're getting a lot of targets and not turning them into a lot of catches, and that is because of the quarterback. Play. It's because of Osweiler, and that's and that is the and if you 
revert back to what, because you agreed with me when I made this bold prediction and Joe disagreed with me. We were both saying that Osweiler's horrible. We, I mean, I thought he was horrible. I've always thought he was horrible. I said it was ridiculous that Houston gave him that huge contract and everybody wanted to talk him up and Houston was going to be this offensive powerhouse this year. And it wasn't happening. There was no chance in hell of that ever happening. Osweiler's horrible. Yeah, and even Will Fuller looked good there for a few weeks. He did. He did. But I I, I don't know. I remember texting Zach in, I don't know, the second or third game and saying, look at this guy's yards per attempt. I mean, his yards per attempt were four and five yards. Osweiler doesn't have the vision to throw downfield. And with these receivers, you've got to throw it downfield. I don't – now the, the Texans just look stupid. Yes, they're – leading the division, uh, which is the worst division in the NFL. But that's not because of anything that that front office has done. It's strictly due to a crappy division. They're probably not going to win it, if you ask me. They have a chance to. I mean, the only good thing that they did was go out and get Lamar Miller. I mean, Lamar Miller, has, when he's had the chance, given the ball, he's had a pretty productive season. The fact that they went out and drafted Will Fuller and Braxton Miller, they should have got offensive line. Their defense is solid. They could have got another defensive back. I mean, A.J. Bowie's their top guy. Yeah, exactly. And he's pretty good, but you really have no one else in that backfield. Yeah, they should have went, They definitely should have went defensive back or offensive line. But, yeah, so me and you were both right on the Hopkins not finishing as a number one wide receiver. Joe disagreed, but... Well, Joe... On his, this is Joe Glenn's next bold prediction. Uh, he's not here to defend himself. This is probably the boldest <laughs> predi- prediction that we had. So I'm going to give him a little slack, but he thought Allen Robinson would be the number one wide receiver in the league. I mean, it's pretty bold to say anyone's going to be the number one at anything in fantasy. Me and you both disagreed with him almost just because it was too bold and he's going over other guys, but he's not He's not even sniffing it. Yeah, no. He's, I think, the... 20-something, like 23rd ranked wide receiver right now. Yeah, if I he's, remember a, he's right. a wide receiver too. Yeah, and it's a low end at that. So he wasn't even close to finishing the top wide receiver. So, yeah, Joe is 0 for 2 with his RG3 and A-Rob pick so far. And another reason I'll give him some slacks because we were all high on Jacksonville. Um, and we, no were all, one, we were all high on Allen Robinson. And we, we thought, were low on Hearns. We thought he would finish... <laughs> Probably top five. I think we were all in agreement that he would push to be ranked in the top five. No Between one on their him, offense. AJ Green, and Dez, we didn't know who would get in there from that. And it was because of their offense, really. But no one on that offense is even really fantasy relevant right now. Chris Ivory might become that, but as of right now, there's no one on the Jacksonville Jaguars you want to you you look at and say, "I've got to start this guy." Yeah, sure enough, the week after I release Chris Ivory, that's when they start giving him the rock. Let's go to your second bold p- prediction. Well, I whiffed at this one a little bit, too. Well, you did, but there's still a lot of season left, and he did miss a game. Um, do you want to go ahead and say what it was? Yeah. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick, after all that off-season shenanigans with his contract, would have a better year than last year. I thought he'd throw for over 4,000 yards and at least 35 touchdowns. So... Uh, Actually, me and Joe both agreed with you on this. We we thought he could. Yeah, you got to remember he did miss a game, and he was he got sat for half of a game. So, um, but he's on pace right now to get thirty seven hundred yards, 
but, 15 touchdowns. But the problem is he's only projected he's only on pace to get 15 touchdowns, so I don't think he's going to hit that 35 touchdown. Mark. I don't either. I think if I think he's the type of quarterback that can turn around. He he's done well during adversity this year. I mean, the Jets are trying to do everything they can to bench him. You know, they they put in Geno Smith. Geno Smith gets hurt. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and kills it. Uh, now they're talking about Bryce Petty um, sneaking in and possibly taking that job. Keep saying that because I think that's how you motivate Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's always he's always been the guy that nobody really had faith in. He was, even when he was in Buffalo, he was a capable quarterback. He he looked good, but nobody still looked at him and says that's the guy. So. It, it is kind of one of his things. I think he wants to stick it to everybody, and maybe that's what the Jets realize. Is you can't just give him the reins or he struggles. you got to make him work for something. Yeah, the next bold prediction that I gave was uh, Chris Thompson would have more receiving touchdowns than Demarius Thomas. And that's because I thought the Broncos would have a very lackluster offense, which they have, but Chris Thompson's only caught one touchdown. Demarius Thomas has only caught four and that offense has looked pretty bad. I don't think I'm going to hit this prediction by I, any means, but I mean, only three more touchdowns for Demarius Thomas, who you know was being drafted in the first, first or second round, wasn't he, way off. He wasn't being drafted in the first round. Nobody was drafting Demarius Thomas in the first round. It was second. Most of the time, it was late third round that he was being drafted. But Demarius Thomas right now is the number sixteen wide receiver, so you can't say he's been that bad because you. Preseason, you were set, predicting him to be way below 16. He's still a top wide receiver, too. So you got to throw that in there. Yes, he only has four touchdowns, but he has the yards and everything to back it up. There's no way you're touching this prediction. Uh, me and Joe both disagreed with you when it at, at the beginning of the season. But let's move on to Joe's number three prediction. Probably and, the best bold prediction out of everybody. Yeah, he knocked this one out of the park. He said DeMarco Murray would finish as a RB1. Me and you both disagreed with him. We said there was no chance. Right now, DeMarco Murray's not only a running back one, he is ranked number three. And as of a week or two weeks ago, he was number one. Right now, he's got 807 yards and seven touchdowns. And I think it's about to get better for him because Derrick Henry, who's stolen a few of his touchdowns, uh, he's out for a few games at least. So I think you're about to see more DeMarco Murray. The Titans are just... They were smart. They said, Mariota's not going to win us a lot of games, but if we just keep feeding DeMarco Murray, it's going to help Mariota. And it really has. They're, it definitely They're has. a better team than I thought they'd be, and their record may not indicate it, but they've been a pretty decent team. I think, I mean... And DeMarco Murray's looked great. I think they looked at it, and they saw what DeMarco Murray could do with a good offensive line. Tennessee has upgraded their offensive line a whole bunch the last two years. They, they've gotten it better and better. And right now they do have one of the top offensive lines in the league. And DeMarco Murray is benefiting off that. And you're right. He could finish as the number one running back. He's definitely going to probably finish as an RB1. And as you said, in the next couple of weeks. I don't see him falling out of the top ten. Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't see him. So I think this one will stick. I'm just saying the next couple weeks he might finish as an overall running back one. Yeah, absolutely he could. So, uh, good job, Joe. We'll give you your kudos on that one. How about this, Tony? This one's one to talk about. Go ahead. Are you talking about my third one? Mm-hmm. All right, my third one. And right now it's still in place, but I predicted Michael Bennett would finish as a top five, it tight, top five tight end 
And even though he was behind Gronkowski, right now he is still number five tight end in fantasy. Shane, you completely disagreed. And you, I still you do. Were, you were very strongly adamant about that. Joe was up in the air. Could you name, can you name five other tight ends you'd rather start than Martellus Bennett this week? Yes. And I think that there's still a lot of season left, and that's how it's going to end up. Martellus Bennett had a strong, what was it, three, two, three weeks. Uh, since Gronk's been back healthy and playing, because Gronk sat out a little longer than we thought, and even when he came back, he wasn't playing in the amount of snaps we thought. So that's why I think this is skewed a little bit. It, it is skewed a little bit, but also when I when I made this prediction, this is going exactly like I said it would. When we were talking about Bennett, you were asking if I would draft him, and, and I said, I, I mean, I would, I would draft him in the last round. I would not have him as my tight end one or anything like that. It I... I thought he would finish as a top five tight end. The only problem was you never knew when his big weeks were going to happen. He was, and it, it's, it's exactly what's well, going yeah, he's on. He's got four there, touchdowns. Three of them were in one game. Three of them were in one game. He had he has four hundred yards, and I think one hundred and fifty of those were in one game. Yeah. So, so I mean, you never know when it's going to happen. But that's kind of the tight end position. I was going to say it's more of a testament to the tight end position this year. Exactly. It's a weak position. There's guys that are completely touchdown dependent that I still think are more startable than him. So, I, I don't think you're going to hit the top five. He'll probably low in top ten. My fifth bold prediction was way off, and both of y'all disagreed with me on this, so y'all were 100% correct. I put Matt Jones as an RB1, and he is not even starting anymore. He lost his job. I thought he'd be better than he is. I mean, there was a lot of running backs that I... Were I liked him more than I should have, apparently. Um, although Latavius Murray's coming around now, I liked Langford and Matt Jones more than I should have. I'll, I'll say that. But I also never thought he'd be an RB1. I, I thought he'd be a solid RB1. I mean, it was a bold prediction. I just thought that with Alfred Morris leaving, Matt Jones has the physical tools. He runs a 4440. He's 230 pounds. He's quick. He's. He, if you just look at him, he has all the tools. So that's why I put him as an RB1. He's not even close to sniffing that, and he won't because he's already lost his job. Right. And after Joe went two horrible picks um, for his bold predictions, he, and then he, nailed, he nailed his second two. Well, his running back picks weren't bad at all. He got DeMarco Murray on the last one, and he said Melvin Gordon would be a top 15 running back, and right now he is number one. Yeah, he said he'd get six to seven touchdowns, and he's already eclipsed that. He's already got nine, yeah. And um, you had disagreed with him. You said he would finish as a low RB2. I agreed with him. I said he would flirt. I said he would be a top RB2, low RB1. Yeah, I, I thought his fumbling would come more into play than it has. And uh, you guys were right. You said that was something that can be worked on and he'll fix. But Nobody think, saw the, this, these touchdowns. No, and, and I was a little sour on him just because I drafted him high last year and he burnt me. Um, and I think he's... I think you, this is the Melvin Gordon I drafted last year. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not a fluke. Yeah, this is what we all saw in Wisconsin. And... You also got to think, would he be up where he is if Danny Woodhead was still healthy? 
I think he'd still be close. I don't think Danny Woodhead was going to still, because he was so hot even at the beginning. He wouldn't be the number one running back. But no, but he'd yeah, be top he would, five. He would still be in the top 15, as he said. And yeah, you're probably right. He'd probably be in the top five. And now, your final pick. Your final bold prediction was Devontae Freeman would finish as a top three running back. Me and Joe completely disagreed with you, and right now he is the number nine running back. Well, my top three, to tell you how good it ended up, Adrian <laughs> Peterson, Todd Gurley, and Devontae Freeman. I thought those would be, the, and then I had David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. I did have Adrian Peterson up there, but I had Zeke and David Johnson behind him. So I was off. Um, Devontae Freeman's still very startable. He's, he's a good, I mean, he's a top 10, he's a wide, he, I'm sorry, he's a running back one, but he's not going to get top three and he won't sniff it. The only problem is he's been a running back one for a few weeks when Tevin Coleman went out. The When Tevin Coleman was still in there, yes, he had weeks where he was on a running back one, but he also had running back, low end running back two weeks because Coleman was getting the catches and the yards. And that's, that was mine and Joe's argument before the season coming Atlanta in. Atlanta situation is just a little weird because that's that's one of those committee things where you can start them both and feel good about it. You can start Coleman or you can start Freeman, and they're both going to produce, which is weird because it's a pass-heavy pass offense, which we knew. But Devontae Freeman's the better PPR uh, running back, and that's why I said that. And I was a little off. Well, I think we need to move on to what we predicted each division would look like. Yeah, let's, um, let's start with your division, Tony, the NFC East. The NFC East? Well, you know how I am. I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I projected the standings to go Cowboys, Redskins, Giants, Eagles. Yeah, and I was I was high on the Cowboys, too. I thought it would go Cowboys, Redskins as well. Uh, Giants and Eagles, I think, my point of view on is you could throw them in a hat and see how it came out. Well, you can do that now, but it's for second place. The Cowboys have absolutely killed it. Um, we'll see what happens with Dak Prescott and Romo. But I think you messed up. Uh, did you say you chose the Cowboys? Because you actually chose the Redskins to win it. I'm sorry, yes. I, I chose <laughs> the Redskins and then the Cowboys. Uh, and, and I even said I, I like the Cowboys a lot. They have the best talent in the division, but I wanted to prove it to me. When we were doing these projections, you were saying the Cowboys were going to win it the entire time, but then when we came down and yes. had to choose it, you switched to the Redskins. That's because, uh, it and was Zach, because and, of injuries. And we do need to mention that Zach also chose the Cowboys to win it. Yeah, right he now, the Cowboys. Right now, the Cowboys are winning it. They're 7-1. and one. Then you got the Giants, Redskins, Eagles. I swapped the Redskins and Giants. And we were all pretty high on the Redskins coming in, and that has not worked out. No, the Redskins are... They're an okay team, but I think the Eagles are even better than the Redskins this year. Uh, Wentz has been inconsistent, but that defense has looked pretty good. The Eagles have what lost three in a row? Yeah, and that's because of Wentz's play. Wentz started out, you know, not turning the ball over, playing good. They don't have a good running game, which has affected him. But I think it's the Cowboys' division for sure. And then I, I think it'll be the Cowboys and the Giants. And I could I could still see just like we said, two teams coming out of that division which we all agreed on, into the playoffs. And I could see the Cowboys and Giants both making the playoffs. But I still think the Cowboys will win that division, uh, regardless if they put in Romo or keep Dak. Either way. Yeah. And that's because of Zeke. Yeah, right now, the way the NFC is, you would probably have to put the 
put two teams in that division. Hell, they might even have three because, I mean, you're looking at it, the West with the Cardinals being three and four, you got... Well, I think the, as it sits right now, they do have three. If, it, yeah. if the season ended today, I think the Redskins would actually make the playoffs. But I think only two will come out. I think so, too. And we all picked the Cowboys. No one expected what's happening, but... Yeah, you picked the Skins. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, wrote, I don't know why I wrote down Cowboys. But, uh, I picked the Redskins, but I did think the Cowboys were the best team. I just wanted them to prove it. They have. Uh, if you'd have told me Romo would have got hurt when he did, I would have definitely not had them up there. I would not have picked the Cowboys either. All right, NFC West. All right, me and you picked the Cardinals. You and I, however you want to say it. And Zach went with the Seahawks. Zach is pulling it out right now because the Z- Seahawks are five and two. The Cardinals are three, four, and one. I'm Seahawks st- are five, two, and one. I'm still not sold on the Seahawks. They've they've played a, a pretty easy schedule. They haven't played anyone that well. They tied the Cardinals. Neither no one wanted to win that game. It was it was horrible. Coached horribly played. It, it was just awful. I mean, the kicking game in the NFL this year is so bad. I still think the Cardinals come back and win. They've got David Johnson, who's the best player in that division. Uh, Seattle's defense doesn't... uh, I'm sorry, they're not the same defense that they were. They can rush the passer, but Richard Sherman's not a shutdown corner. He's a good corner. He's not shut down anymore. You can pass on him. Carson Palmer gets his shit together. Arizona will run away with this division. Exactly. I told you guys at the beginning of the year that... And the reason why I had the Cardinals up so high was the Seahawks' defense. You can't constantly lose people every single season and expect your defense to be what it always was. And they've shown that. The thing that the Seahawks have surprised us with is they've just controlled the clock. Even though they lost the beast mode, they've still been able to control the clock. And no one's even stepped into his shoes. They still don't know who their starter is. With some throw-in running backs. And one of the biggest keys for the Seahawks right now is Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, the last three weeks, has really came on. He has had uh, a great three weeks. Started out the season like he finished it last year, very average. Last three weeks, he has came on, and I think he, I think they figured out how to implement him finally. I don't know what took so long. I don't know why it was so hard. But Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham are on the same page. That's working out well. Uh, if Seattle wins the division, I'm not shocked because Arizona's playing down to their competition. Uh, you can say the same thing about Seattle. So either one of those teams win it, um, and, I, and I could again. That's I could see. I could see Seattle winning the division, but I still I still think Arizona has more talent. I agree with you. Even though the Cardinals are not winning it, if I had to choose, I would still keep our picks as right. the Cardinals winning it, even though they're in second behind the Seahawks. All right, NFC North. Me and you, you and I, picked the Packers, and Zach went with the Vikings. Zach got another one so far, halfway into the season. Although they Vikings are, are 5-3, and three, but they've lost three in a row. Um, their got, offensive line's so bad. But the problem is, we picked the Packers, and they are in third right now. Lions are 5-4, and four, Packers are 4-4. Four and four. Look, the Lions are... Then you got the ba- Bears with 2-6, and six, if anybody cares. Bears are out of it. Uh, <laughs> we thought the Bears would be solid this year. I don't know why. Uh... Did we? Yeah, we, we said it in there. <laughs> um, I still like the Packers. The bad thing about me saying that is they've got to overcome two teams now because the Lions have played solid all season. They should have won. They've been in position to win every single game. Yes, they have. They've also trailed in every going into every fourth quarter, but they've still somehow managed to win, what, five games? 
So they're a very, very, very difficult team to hold down. Uh, they have such a good offense that you can't count them out. It doesn't matter. You can have a 18, 21-point lead on them, and they can come back. So that's a team to watch for. I still think, and now that Ty Montgomery, if he, I think he can keep that running back spot. That opened up. That's opened up their offense. Aaron Rodgers needs to play more consistently. Here, here's what's going to happen. Packers are still going to win this division. It's starting to get cold out. You, the Lions have no running game. Theo Riddick cannot run the ball in cold weather and be healthy. The Vikings with losing Adrian Peterson. You got Jerk yeah, McKinnon and Asiata. No it, luck in the. That's no game. running game. And with Bradford being so fragile, when it gets cold out, he's going to struggle. The Packers produce in the winter. They produce in the cold, snowy weather. That's what they do. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers hasn't played up to his... He, he's played some good games, but he has not been able to do what he used to do, and that's just win the game at the end. Um, I don't I don't think it's a uh, epidemic. I think he's going to come back from that. It's because of the plate game. Aaron Rodgers is too good to, for, to, for me to count out. Aaron Rodgers always liked the ball slightly underinflated. And did you see the first... deflated ball in the Seattle game last <laughs> yeah, night? I did see that. Apparently everybody likes that. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, NFC South. It was We ran the board. We all picked the Panthers, and the Panthers are in dead last in the division. Was Josh Norman that important to their defense? I mean, he's he hasn't even... No, because they can't stop the run. Yeah. It's not the it's not their pass defense that's horrible. It's their run defense. You would think Keekley would get into somebody's face and have them step up. Keekley's having a good individual year. I, I don't know. know what it is. I I don't have an answer. You got him, what Thomas Davis, or and then you got Shaq Thompson. You would think they'd be able to stop the run, but what's the? I mean, I know the Panthers lost a close game to Denver. They've had a couple bad luck games, but when the Bucks went. And played the Panthers, and Jacquez Rogers had 30 carries for 140 yards. Everybody was like, "Oh wow, we can actually run against this team." But anyways, you got the Falcons at the top. I think the Falcons are the best think, team in the NFC right now. I don't think they're going to slow down. Well, <laughs> you got the Cowboys in the NFC. I know, and I think the I think the Falcons are the scariest team to play right now. Because it's so hard to stop their offense, but they have no defense. It doesn't matter at some point. the The Saints have really. The Saints were the same way. The Saints always had an average to below average defense, but you couldn't stop them. With the way that they're set up right now and healthy, two good running backs, two good receivers. Austin Hooper looks like a good tight end, receiving tight end. Good luck stopping them. I mean, but that's fine and dandy and they're all. They're going to put up 31 to 40 points a game. But we've also seen it from the Saints that everything has to go perfect. If you don't have a defense, it's very hard for your offense to to play in week in and week out. They have a good pass rusher, Vic Beasley Jr. And he was horrible last year. Everyone said it was the worst draft, one of the worst draft picks ever, and he has played phenomenal. This he year. looks good, and I think that just having one good pass rusher on the end that helps him out a lot because he's getting he's putting the pressure on, not allowing them third down conversions. And that's really what's lifted them over uh, the hump that they were in last year. Exactly. That's why the Cow- last year they were undefeated for a while too. The Cowboys just- were offered Sheldon Richardson, and all they had to give up was a first-round pick either this year or next year, and they rejected it. And 
I don't really like Why that. Why are you talking about that? Well, I was just saying because if, if they had a pass rusher like that, then it would help out their whole defense like you're saying. Yeah, and it can. It definitely one, – one good pass rusher can change the whole dynamic of your defense. It helps out the man, man coverage, and it also helps out against the um, – third down conversions because that's the main thing you need to win when you're in <clears throat> when you have such a good offense like that you just need to get that off the other offense off on third down and they're doing that so um i could see the panthers finishing third or fourth yeah I, I don't i don't see them making that big of a push to get to win the division there's no way i think atlanta holds on and like i said i think they're the best team in the nfc i could see them going to the super bowl this year without offense so let's well, go to the afc all right afc south well, that's been a you got Joe, bucket of turds. Joe picked the Texans, who is in first right now. You picked the Colts, who are in second. And and you said the Jaguars would go 10-6. <laughs> I, I did. Well, that's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> All they have to do is win eight straight. Um, from this point on, who do you think will win the division? I'm still going Colts. I, I, it's Colts or Titans. I definitely don't and see I can't Titans. Pick the Titans. I know I can't pick the Titans either. But the Titans have the run game. They have the defense. Colts defense still is horrible. And but. look, the Texans still could win it because they've got some division wins. Um, their defense is okay. I mean, they've got AJ Bowie, like we talked about, just playing pretty good. But if I was for, to predict it right now, I, my order would be Colts, Titans, Texans. See, I'm, I'm still going to go Colts, Texans, Titans, but I think the Colts are the best team in that division. And I think the Titans next year will be making a push for first or second. They have to. This division's so bad, and unless the Colts just do something with that offensive line, it's going to be a wide-open division next year, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. AFC East, that was an easy one. We all picked the Patriots. We all picked the Patriots, and we were all, Looks like we were right, all right on with that. <laughs> That's the first one. We were all right. That's good. So let's move on from that one because I don't see I mean, see you don't any... want to touch on the Jets? or? <laughs> I mean, I... what are the Jets in last now? They are. Yeah. Exactly. The Dolphins are in second, and I'm sorry, but the Dolphins are, they're just one of those teams that piss people off. They can stay in. They can stay in the game. They they beat the Steelers, but they're not that good of a team. Well, let's talk about the AFC North. I think we all thought the AFC North was going to be a little bit better than what it is. Uh, right now, the Ravens and Steelers are tied. Ravens have the tiebreaker, but they're tied at four and four. Me and you picked the Steelers. Joe picked the Bengals, who are three, four, and one, and they're in third place. I put this on Facebook last night and got. The Ravens are one of the scariest teams to play. They've got a good defense. They've got an above-average defense. And they've got Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco does not have him the greatest year, but he's a guy who can beat you. I have never liked Joe Flacco. I haven't either. But I still think the Steelers will win the division. Steelers lost last week, but Ben Roethlisberger... I mean, it's not good coming it, off news. It was his first week come back, and he's been and he's probably came back a week too early. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. We're still on the Steelers bandwagon. But um, I do think the Ravens hold on to that number two spot and might even make the playoffs. I, I agree. In the AFC, I would have to agree with that. Let's go to the AFC West. I picked Chiefs. You and Joe picked the Broncos. 
I still don't like the Broncos. There's I don't like anything about them. Well, the Broncos Akeem are Talib, in third. Keep to lead getting. I mean, can't stay healthy, shooting himself, and then I don't know what is it now, a calf or something. With the Broncos losing two in a row, that drops them down to third. This is the this is a tough di- division. You if you only get one team coming out of the AFC North. You might have three teams coming out of the West. You got Raiders seven and two, Chiefs six and two, and Broncos six and three. Yep, I picked the Chiefs, but now I'm going to say Raiders. I think the Raiders are for real. I, and, I, and we've went back and forth on them this year. We well, have, yeah. And, and honestly, because their defense hasn't looked that great, but their offense is making up for it. If Latavius Murray keeps running, I mean, he had a good week last week. That is a tough team to beat. I still. Partly think that the even though you had the Chiefs winning this, I think the Chiefs could finish last in this division. Sure, I think they could win the division. I I know you do, but you got the Raiders. I know I know you don't like the Broncos, but the Chargers have looked good this year. They should have. I love the Chargers. They should have. Uh, they they're four and five right now, but I feel like they should have seven wins. Right, but they've already dug themselves in a pretty big hole. I I think that they're going to. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to finish last. I think they go 8-8. Eight eight. You think they go 8-8? Eight eight? Yeah. I, I mean, I could definitely see that. And I don't know sure. where that's going to end up. I don't know where they'll end up at 8-8. Eight eight. I mean, they could end up in last. They could end up in third. I don't know. I, mean, you'll, I don't think they could end up second. If you go 8-8, eight eight, it's going to be very hard to finish last, even in this division. Well. Because you're, you're facing everyone twice. Yes, but let's say the Broncos only win two more games. Then they go 8-8. Eight eight. So, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I mean... But I, it's just hard the, hard to think that an eight and eight team it's won the division so many times, and now the eight and eight team is going to finish dead last. Like that's it, hard. That's hard to imagine. But it can happen. And it could definitely. Happen. The Chiefs getting Alex Smith back. I don't like Alex Smith, but he's a game manager. And with Marcus Peters and Don Terry Poe, that defense looks great. All they need is a game manager. I mean, they've got. If you'd have told me Jamal Charles is going to miss the year before, I'd say they'd probably finish. Third or fourth. But Spencer Ware's looked pretty damn good. Um, Kendrick West even looked pretty good. Yeah, their receivers haven't looked good. Macklin's really hardly even startable. Uh, You can't sell him at this point. And I think Kelsey learned not to throw towels at at referees. But with the Broncos, yeah, uh, (laughs) that was stupid. Trevor Simeon, now that there's tape on him, I think it's uh, downhill from here for them. Yeah, I mean... Supposedly, Capri Bibbs might be the starter this week. Uh, they tried the whole Devontae Booker thing For out. two weeks, he only had one bad game. That's what I'm kind of shocked about. I, I am too. Uh, and I don't think it'll stick. I think this will be a 50-50 type split. I, I, I for agree the rest with of the year. Yeah. Because at least until C.J. Anderson comes back, because isn't he due back in a few weeks? He, he's eligible to return, I believe. I, I don't see him. I don't know. I, I don't think... I think Devontae Booker is better than C.J. Anderson. And I mean, you might be right, but C.J. Anderson did have a couple good weeks. So they go full committee. But we're down to about five minutes left in this episode, so we need to go ahead and get to our picks for this week. So we'll come back here in just a second, and we'll go through our picks. Two guys on the bubble. 